You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Gossip Girl. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Gossip Girl news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now... Picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues. It's After Buzz TV for Gossip Girl. What's up, Gossip Girl fans? I am Roxy Stryer, along with... And I am Sarah Stratton. And in the booth, we have the wonderful, fabulous, marvelous DJ Jesse Janity. What up? Who actually watched this show, this episode, is a huge Gossip Girl fan. So we got three of us here tonight talking about... How the episode went. And speaking of which, how did this episode go? What do we think? Uh, how does it compare? I like to start with that always. Was this a crappy episode? Give it a number, 1 through 10. 1 through 10, I would probably give it like a 7. Okay. 6 Jess? or 7. Actually, I was going to, yeah, I'm same ballpark, 6 or 7. 6.5? 6.5. I'm the same way, and I'm actually kind of getting frustrated with the amount of 6.57s that I'm giving. Um, I think next episode I need a 10, and I don't know if I'm going to get it. And I'm I'm looking for a ten here. I'm looking for at least a solid eight. We had such sure. a good first yeah. episode. Well, exactly. Go Number the first episode of the season, I would give up to like a nine, nine or ten up there, and then it really dropped down to yeah. like a four. And now it's kind of leveling out, so we just need it to hike back up again. I don't understand uh, why they left California at all. I mean, I think that there was so much positive feedback about it and everything that I've read, all the blogs and everything. People liked California. People liked them being there. So uh, maybe they'll take that hint and move on back, back there, there for a little at bit. At some point, not the whole cast. I like the East Coast, West Coast vibe uh, and the contradiction between the two of them. Just maybe. Reason. I just feel like now it's until maybe they make Dan's movie or something. It's just going to be weird for them to go back to California. Yeah, They have no true. reason right now. That's true. Maybe well, just a visiting episode. They do have still two ties back to California. They have Charlie. Char- well, three actually. Yeah. Charlie, the movie, and then uh, Nate's boss. Yeah. Because she he originally met her in Diana. That's Diana. true. I was and we still don't really know much about that situation, but uh, we'll, we'll get there soon. So let's talk a little bit about one of those ties, which is this book situation uh, with Dan and. Serena and what kind of friend Serena has become. Uh, A lot of this episode brought up this issue for me and I wanted to talk about throughout the episode and we can break it down when we get to each character. But do we think these character arcs are realistic for people? Can people really change this much? I was thinking about Serena. Uh, This was the girl who slept with her best friend's boyfriend. This is the girl who was a complete drug addict. This was the girl who uh, was hated in high school, then loved. She's completely changed as a person, but we always see her come back to these manipulative ways. Uh, so what what kind of person is Serena at, at her core? Is she the kind of person who would screw over Dan whenever? Or does she really was she really in love with him and still thinks he's the love of her life? 
Okay, well, I was thinking a little bit about this as well. My thought about it was more of like Serena sometimes just needs to get her butt out of the picture because she's so draining to every situation. So she's never really become this amazing person. Right. Like there's a little bit of turnaround. Yes, I mean, she's trying to be more productive, but she's never that person who you want to be. Okay. Like, she's always stooping down and doing something. You don't something. think people envy her? No jealousy at all? Especially, remember, there was a whole Blair storyline for a couple of years where Blair always was in Serena's shadows. I mean, maybe I feel that's all, like, vanity stuff. Mm. Versus, like, she go Like, she, Serena's freaking out over this book and everything because she's portrayed as someone who's selfish and self-serving. That's exactly what she continues to do. She right. finds out about the book and she's all self-absorbed, can't even pay attention to her friend who's like pregnant and dealing with all these struggles. And then the next episode, or this episode, she's manipulating her friend to get ahead in her work yeah. and totally playing him. Like She's never really doing anything redeeming. So at her core... Not that great of a person. Really doesn't, no. Well, Not, doesn't uh, theme that way. I disagree. Okay. I think, and I, actually I've been thinking about this since last week when you made the comment, she is very plain, very blah. There's nothing really yeah. to her. She's just there. I grew up with a lot of girls similar to her. Um, similar in what way? In the way of like, she just has so much money. She was given so much that she had to kind of cre- create her own morals so I don't think she's a bad person. I don't think she – I think she's delusional, like literally has like problems mentally. Not – it sounds worse than I'm making it, but she just thinks the world is one way and uh, – She doesn't know any different. It, like this is the and bu- she's lear- – and you notice when she does make a mistake – she kind of like sits back on it, and it's it's kinda almost like, a like puppy dog. you're too old to be making these mistakes. But yeah. I understand you're doing it because you never were taught earlier in yeah. life. So does that make her a bad person? No, I don't blame her for it. But at the same time, it's not other people's fault. It's not no, yeah. Dan's fault that she wasn't raised right, so right. he shouldn't have to take the abuse as a friend. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. And that these are the lessons she has to learn. But I don't think she... Here we go. I don't think she's doing it in uh, with malice. Right. You know, I think it's... Okay, uh, I agree with that. Okay. I agree that I don't think she's going out there to, like, hurt people. But I think she is so in her own world that she doesn't do anything that I look up to her for. No, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So the situation specifically with Dan, basically she... Claims that she is on the way to having the movie rights so that um, all these other big producers drop drop the calls and aren't trying to look for meetings and think that Dan's basically pulling their chain. Uh, this is where I'm like, okay, screw you, regardless of the fact that you haven't learned better. You don't mix friendship and business like that. Uh, you are happy for your friend's success, especially when he's going to a bigger producer than your boss. It's not like you are trying to help him out because your boss is the best, you know? Yeah. Or did you guys think this was okay for Serena to do? Oh, no, completely across the line. She was all about herself, wasn't even – she didn't congratulate him from her heart, like, ever. Yeah. And he had really big people, and that's what you want, 
for your friends. I understand, like, maybe she really was set on hating the book and just didn't want it in the public, and that was her reason that she didn't want it by some, like, big producer. But nonetheless... You know what? It's so much easier. It sucks in the entertainment business. It all ties in together, and you're always trying to make connections, and you're always trying to help out your friends, but at the same time, not make them your competition. It'd be so much easier if every single one of your friends just wanted to do a complete different thing with their life. Uh, oh, I have one friend who wants to be a lawyer, a doctor, this or that, you know, because there's always alternative motives, and um, it, it's hard, you know. It's like Dan doesn't want to think, oh, Serena's asking me to breakfast because she wants to get the rights to my movie. Yeah, because you can't live like that either. Right. Like, that's way worse to go into everything thinking that people are just trying to get something out of you. It's just hard to know who your real friends are and who they're not. And I do think Serena is Dan's real friend, but she still is a person who would do this. So it's just tricky, for sure. Well, I mean, more than a friend, though, I mean, this episode she said— or admitted that he was the love of her life. Yeah. How did you feel about that line? Do you think it meant that she still is in love with him? Uh, I think, first of all, I don't... I think that some girls, some people, don't really know what that sentence means. Uh, The love of your life. Well, first of all, you're young. And um, second of all, I think that you... When you love Nate, you love Nate just as much. When you love Dan, you love Dan just as much. When you... Uh, I mean, she couldn't decide between the two of them. When you loved that teacher, so. when you loved that professor, remember the mm-hmm. one that oh, yeah. you loved him just as much. Uh, I don't think, I think she could have easily said that line to any one of them. So I don't think she really knows what that means. You are, it's not saying I used to love you. I understand that, but you are the love of my life. You get one love of your life. There's only, is that right? Is that, am I false in thinking you get one love the of your life? Singular. The love of your life. Uh, not, I have loved people, whatever. So I think that's a ridiculous statement for her to make because she just doesn't know any better. Uh, but I did feel for her in this moment, I will say, because that's sad if that's really what she's thinking. And like, I, this is the guy I love and he wrote a book and he portrayed me poorly and he made Blair, my best friend, the star of the book and the shining person. Okay. I can understand that part being hurt by that, the whole jealousy of Blair thing. I am on the same page with, with you as the love of the life statement. I thought it was really phony and fake. And yeah. I was just thinking, well, you couldn't decide between Nate and Dan. So how could one be the love of your life? If you but do you guys think them? that she meant first love? I mean, I don't know. I think I the mean, words I think, were chosen very like, Eventually she like picked Dan like sometimes. But then she was like, oh, she was all over the place with her love interests. And, and then always running away to Europe. And then always like, oh, but or I need LA. time by myself. Oh, I need to do this. Oh, I need to do that. Like, if someone's really, like, the love of your life, don't you, like, do anything to be with them? And right. if you're not with them, you realize how much you needed them and then go back. I understand not knowing what you have. But not knowing what you have over and over and over again is a different story. You yeah. know, you don't let the love of your life go twice. Right. No. Let alone ten times. You might let them go once and it's miserable and that sucks and forever you'll probably regret it. Unless you get them back. But you you can't let the love of your life go twice. Agreed. It doesn't work like that. Um, okay, but speaking of one of her loves, is that an appropriate segue to Nate? Uh, <laughs> so Nate and Charlie have this new boss, Elizabeth Hurley, Diana. And Diana knows about Charlie Ivy and is... 
I couldn't tell whether she was trying to pin Nate against Charlie at one point or what exactly was going on there. I didn't feel that way. I just feel like Diana is, like, obsessed with making her NY Spectator website, like, the it new thing and is completely ruthless and has doesn't care who she stomps on or who she manipulates. Well, in the I'm process. surprised it took us five seasons to get a competitor to Gossip Girl. You know, like, Gossip Girl has a complete monopoly on gossip. And... That's not the way it works, and I'm surprised that nobody ever has tried to trump that before, whether it be a little college student or whatever, and now we have somebody who's trying to compete and trying to do something similar. Um, and I think that it's a good thing that the show added, but clearly Gossip Girl's always there first, 10 steps ahead of her, so... And I want them to keep that that way. Yeah. I want Gossip oh, Girl definitely. to totally win out. Oh my gosh, if Diana trumps business. Gossip Girl. But the thing about Gossip Girl is Gossip Girl is... Not Gossip Girls. It's singular. And it's... Nobody knows who it is. I don't know whether they're trying to keep this a secret because Nate was saying, oh, you'll, everybody will know who it is if you if you uh, post the website now. But you can't have 100 people working for you and have it be a secret who you are. I don't think she's trying to keep it a secret. Right, but go- the point of Gossip Girl is it would never work if anybody knew who Gossip Girl was. Yes, because everyone would hide things. So this would... this. In reality, would never work. This one's a just company of gossip more enemies. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, if people know that Nate is working for this woman, they're going to be so much more careful about what they say around him. You know. Yes. And uh, so let's talk. And people a- are being so open around her right now. It's just ridiculous. Around uh, Diana or Charlie? Diana. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, at the party. You'd be surprised. I don't understand why she's so down to Charlie and Nate's throats, and she seems to get everything she wants by just standing there. (laughs) Bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. And and she was so awkwardly standing there. Not not Elizabeth Hurley, but Diana. It's Mm -hmm. just, it was so awkward. It's like, who is this? Clearly, she introduces herself as a reporter. So it's like. You would think the walls would go up. Yeah, but instead, the walls come down. Uh, so what do we what do we think about the scene though when Charlie and Nate are breaking into the safe that Nate actually went through with it the first part and actually broke through after he's been so clear all this time about not wanting to It was so stupid. I don't understand so many things on this for, for this section. I mean Charlie's opening the safe. It's clearly Serena's family's safe. Like it's in their house like and by Serena's family you mean Charlie's family. Yes. Safe. Not Re- Ivy's family. Charlie's. Yeah. Really obvious. And Nate goes, oh, I can help you open that. There's no questions asked. There's no, like, what are we looking for? It's just like, okay. Then he calls Chuck and is like, what's the number to the safe? And Chuck's just like, here you go. Don't you think people would be like, why do you want to open the safe? Like, yeah. if someone came up to me and was like, hey, can I have the number of the safe in your family, in this, per- my, not my family, in someone else's family's home, can I have that? You'd be like, why the hell do you want it? And most likely you'd be a lot more protective, not just like, here you go, just some numbers. Yeah, it was definitely bizarre. Um, and if they got caught, obviously Nate would be able to rat Charlie out because she clearly was the only one who knew the number besides him and went back in. Uh, but... Moving forward to then Charlie giving these files to Diana, and uh, we see Diana pulls out something in Bart's file, which is um, Bart is Chuck's father, deceased father, Mm -hmm. and gives the rest of the stuff back to Charlie. And Charlie's like, you're not going to use any of it, right? Why would you 
Give it Why to did her. you think she's not going to use the files if you're going to give it to her? That didn't really make sense. But then Diana says, no, she's not. And we see and we see her put a piece of paper in the bottom of her desk. And we assume that is something extremely confidential that she's actually going to use. Uh, but later on in the episode, we see it's a picture of herself. Much younger. A much younger version of herself. And she burns the photo. Yes. It was very strange. So, First comment I want to make is the whole giving someone secret information with your intention of them not using it. And she's being so specific about what she wants. Yeah. Leading me to kind of think, well, we obviously have already thought that she has some tie to the family. and But I, just, I think she wants revenge for something. Yeah. I don't know exactly what she wants, but do you guys remember we had that whole thing with Chuck's mom, not mom, uh, that woman who came back into his life and pretended to be his mom, but then wasn't his mom, and then was his mom, and we, and that whole ordeal. Oh, vaguely, vaguely. Uh, that I don't even think ever really got resolved. resolved. And this woman, and maybe some sort of time Could because be his- I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying if that. Nate was sleeping with Chuck's mom. <laughs> I'm not saying it's Chuck's mom because I don't believe it is, but. Some sort of tie to something in that. I don't really know. My wheels were turning because I think it, if it had a closer tie to Nate, it would have been in one of Nate's parents' files. But it was in Bart's file. It was weird. It was bizarre. I, I mean, I don't it know was a nice twist. I thought it was going to be something totally about just Chuck or just about, like, their side. And the fact that it kind of intertwined her into this mess of, like, something. Thing is good to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the I word revenge cool. is really important here too. I think that's important um, that you're saying because that's all Gossip Girl really is about. Why would she come back into the lives and not be completely honest why she's there unless it's about something dirty and revengeful? A little so, off topic. I just want to ask you guys a question because as I was watching the episode and listening to the title of the theme, you know, obviously Gossip Girl says, "Who am I? You'll never know." Do you? That's one secret I'll never, never tell. tell. Do you ever think that in the end of this, Gossip Girl will be revealed? You know what's so funny? Uh, people kind of stopped talking about that for a while. And now when I... I feel like they made you forget about it. Yeah. And, for that reason. And now um, people are bringing it up a lot again. Okay. And it's because people are bitching about the fact if Gossip Girl tries to, at the end of the season, or at the end of when Gossip Girl's over, announce... Who Gossip Girl is by saying it's everyone around you and uh, Gossip Girl's not a real person, it's a computer or something like that, and they don't give a single name of who it is. People are gonna freak out. Mm-hmm. People are gonna yeah, freak the hell out. But I don't think the cre- I don't think they know. I don't think there could possibly be an answer for who Gossip Girl is. It couldn't be a, a character. It couldn't be Serena or Blair or yeah. Dan or Ch- it couldn't be any of them. They've all been burned way too bad. Um, it it couldn't be one of their parents. I, I don't. I don't know. I really don't. Like, I, I I can't think of somebody it is, and I can't think of a way that they could possibly tell us who it is without us being pissed. Huh. Interesting. So as know. long as it's not that it's everyone, I'll be fine. Yeah, it needs to be one person. So what, what would you think are the options? I mean, if it's, like, the principal of their high school or the principal's daughter or something weird or some random girls in the corner. 
I don't know anything. I really don't care as long as it's not everyone. You know, sometimes it could they go be back. like the little wallflower. It could be like the little baby sister. It could be the much older sister. It can be anything. I don't care. But I don't think any of them are possible. And like sometimes I go back and try to see if there is an actress that we don't notice in the corner, right. you know, and try to see if I could see our multiple scenes or something. But it's it's not like that. I don't. I, don't I try know. to look at it like. I try not to get is pissed it like about a, it. I try it, to be like, it makes the show and accept it. Yeah, well, that too. But in the end of it all, it's like, you do want to know. Because that's what the whole show is based off of. Yeah. Who knows everybody's secrets? Although Who's the, watching everybody? They could claim the uh, show and the writers and um, the people could cl- claim that that's one secret they'll never tell. That is true. Which I think they could easily play that. Which I would, I would rather them play that than try to play... Gossip girls everywhere. Like everyone, I agree. With that. You know, like it's an anonymous Facebook, and anyone can just log in and post something. No, yeah. no, no, no. That'd be bad. Yeah, yeah. like it's no, like that. Bad. I would be like, yeah, f you guys. Like, no, not into that. But no, interesting question though. Um, okay, so moving on to Chuck, and this was the real person that I wanted to discuss whether a actual person could be this character. So if you guys remember. I, I think it might have even been the first season when Chuck tried to um, rape little Jay on top of the building. But really it was Serena, or tried to rape Serena, but really it was little Jay. It was a masquerade party. Mm-hmm. Um, or when Chuck was aggressive with Blair and punched his hand through the window. Or the, uh, wall. Last se- the wall last season. Or Chuck, the complete drug addict. Um but we all think, I think it's, un, it's unanimous that we think we love Chuck and that we think there is good in Chuck. And if this was a real person, would it be that way? And could a real person really have that arc where they could want to get help and they could want to change and they really could love Blair and they really could love all these things? Uh, or is and that, be so destructive? And be so destructive. How old yes, is he? I do think so. How old is he supposed to be, roughly? I think 21, about... Oh, that's it? Yeah, because yeah. they graduated two years ago, so. So, absolutely. 20, 21. I think yeah, someone I could think redeem so. themselves at that And age. I think someone yeah, can be think? really just a mess and still be in love. I don't think that those are yeah, they're separate not things. So, it's hard because I don't know if you guys have ever had a relationship or been in love with somebody where people keep telling you they're a bad person. Or they're a drug addict, so you can't be with them. Or they have done bad things in their past. They've been in prison. They've jacked car. I don't know, a million things. But if you step back and you look at it like a TV show, literally, like like this show, is that person a good person? And are they changing? And can they redeem themselves? I think it's, like, that's something that's, like, hard to say because, like, if I put myself in the world of Gossip Girl and Blair was my friend and I was seeing all this happen, I would tell Blair to go with Louis. 100%. I would say the same but thing. But from the outside, from watching as an audience, part of me wants her to go with Chuck. I would never, but as watching the whole picture and the whole life and, and knowing both of them and knowing who's right for each other, I would always tell Blair to go with Chuck. But if I was Blair's friend 
and I didn't know Chuck's story or his side and didn't have a camera following him around, I would tell Blair to go with Louis. And it's just so interesting to me because it's like whenever people try to give you relationship advice, really, do they know? And really, do you even know? Well, and that, that's actually really interesting because have you ever, like, been in a relationship with somebody and it gets to the point of you almost feel like you're gossip girl because you can go to your friends for advice and depending on the situations, your friends, you know, they can look at whoever you're with as a bad person. Yeah. But you see it so differently, and it's like you can't really ask your friends for advice because they don't really know. They know the situation as much as you've even explained, but they don't know all the pieces. They hear way more about the fights than they do about the, the good time. So it's yeah. it's hard, and that's why I think it. it it's almost impossible to get advice from friends about yeah. about relationships. Yeah, but I definitely do think that there is redeemable qualities in everybody. Um, the key thing to look for is, are they able to see it for themselves? Right, and, and so what do we think about that with Chuck? Do we think that right now he decides at the end of the episode to call the therapist, um, Dr. Barnes, Dr. Eliza Barnes, and say, listen, you're right. I don't just need another notch on my belt. I need help. And I feel like we've heard this, him say this before. But, okay. Uh, but he did seem serious about it this time. So what do we think about that? I think that he does. I think that's honest. I think that he does think that he needs help. I don't think this is an act to really get with her. I think this is true. Yeah. But on the redeemable quality part, I don't think that Chuck thinks he's a good person. I don't think that he thinks he deserves someone like Blair. Do you think he's a good person? I think that if you have to give a yes or no, if I had to categorize him as a good person or a bad person, I'd probably put him on the bad person side. Okay. What about you? I would say actually yes. And it's from, wait, from looking at the outside, from the outside, yes, because it's the little things that he does. And when he does something so bad, he almost doesn't go there and he kind of pulls back a little bit. And the fact that he keeps rotating this he keeps going through this problem in his head it's like he's trying to figure himself out i also look at his backstory and see where he came from and it's just about putting the right pieces together for him and i definitely do think i i totally agree with you sarah i don't think he thinks he's a good person but within i think he has the capability of being a good person it's just like the way i look at it is i can't find any person that even blair that i feel like he's been Good too, yeah. and you're judged. I think that you are judged on. But what, what about by letting do? her go? I mean, but you mean he's done good things, but overall, but overall, um, maybe I just can't see it clearly because I am. I think that he's <laughs> the freaking bee's knees, but I don't know what it is that I think he's a good person. But I agree, I don't think he I think that he, he has is. the capability of being a good person. I think that there's like that glimmer. I don't think he's like evil to the core. I just think that what he does, if I had to categorize him as you like, are what you do. good deeds you versus bad deeds, like, I'd put him on the bad side. Like, he's a bad boy, you know? Yeah, I, t- I totally know. So what about this whole therapy situation, though? Um, him going there, and do you think that happens in real life to therapists sometimes? Yes. Like, they just I do. get shamelessly hit on? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. That would just be the most uncomfortable situation. I think that, like, there are people out there who literally, like, go into places and just, like, 
say what they want. Like, would do it in the shrink's office, would ask their doctor, would just... Oh, yeah. Like, there's so many people out there, like, what people will say. Sarah's face could not look more disgusted and right I, now. I want to ask you this, because I actually uh, was walking in and out as that part of the episode happened. Did he hit on her while they were talking? Uh, they or didn't even it, get to talking. They didn't even he laid down and she said, um, what do you feel like is missing in your life? And he was like, well, I've had sex on a lot of surfaces, but not on a therapist's couch, so that could be something new. And she was like, okay, I'm done. Okay. And I think that it happens. I think that it, I don't think it's unheard of. I, I, I would definitely think after the conversation, because I think that there are some people who go see therapists because they need someone to talk to. And so if they weren't in the right state of mind, to have that person open up and... Yeah, but to go in with the intentions no, no, with of the intent. sleeping. That's, he's, that is a male whore right yeah, there. Yeah, seriously. Some serious issues there. Uh, okay, though, but we didn't see that much of Chuck this episode. Really, that was just about it. Um, at least he's feeling again. At least he's feeling something, which I like. Uh, moving on to Blair and Prince Louis and the bitch Beatrice and the moms and the whole situation. So, okay. What do we think about this contract and whether Blair is in the right or in the wrong? Um, it kind of reminds me of, like, a whole prenup deal. Uh, do you sign it because the time you're in love and you don't see yourself ever getting divorced? Or do you not sign it because you know that crap can always hit the fan? Um, this is like with Blair. Do you sign it hoping that that would never happen? Or do you not because you are your own person? I think it would have been reasonable for her to create a contract within limits. I think... Such as what? Like, um, like the child has to be in Monaco half the year. Because if it's going to be a royal of Monaco, it should probably be in Monaco for some amount of time. Like, I don't think the kid should be, like, you know, just living in Or even the child has to spend at least 200 days of the year in Monaco or something. Or something. Like, something like that. Like, or... The child has to go out to at least some of the royal school and attend some a certain amount of royal events or be make presences like that. I understand it like can't just be like a they don't want him to just be like a royal living in New York and living that whole lifestyle and never being in Monaco. That I understand the rules that they gave examples of like Blair not going to New York for more than like forty eight hours. Um, ridiculous. Um, if I don't he understand. Has to leave if the child has to leave for more than six hours, then they should note the guard. That didn't think so weird because wouldn't you want to tell the people where yeah. the kid was going? No, but you have to get the permission. Oh, permission? Yeah, different thing. Uh, Notification, totally fine. But so I do think that the contract idea wasn't horrible. All the clauses, everything ridiculous. Blair should never sign it. You should never sign anything that says. That if someone does not like basically how you're raising your kid, they can take them from you. Absolutely. Here's the thing that really bothered me about this scene. Um, on Blair's behalf, on the royal mother's behalf, on everybody's behalf, nobody once said, what about the kid? What, what about the kid wants? I, literally, you're signing away on your kid's life before they're even born. This child is going to be born, and at age 16, maybe this kid wants to go on a trip. And they can't because their mom signed something saying that they can't go to New York for 48 hours. Yeah, you know, I like, don't think you can actually do that. 
like, how could you control your kid's life before they're even born, saying where they have to go to school, what, where they can and cannot travel to, when they need to check in, boom, like, wh- what happens if your kid becomes an absolute, I mean, I know that they're an heir to a throne, so there are certain limitations, but an absolute mathematical genius, and there's some conference in Chicago, and they want to go for, like, whatever it is, you know, like, this is a kid, and Blair mm-hmm. never once said, she said what about me and blah blah but she never said what about my kid and same with the parents and no nobody was thinking that way and that's not how parents or grandparents or people with somebody else's best interest at hand should think yeah i agree i do think that never mind i was just gonna say it got taken way overboard they got way too consumed with the whole idea of like who's gonna control the child yeah more than where's uh beatrice's Slut bag priest? Who knows? Probably probably preaching to people about how they should be living their lives well. Yeah, so she's still scheming. Yes. And now kind of is linked up with Elizabeth Hurley. Yes. And we don't know what they're And has now become the favorite. Yeah. But my question was, Prince Louis said, or had the line where he said, you know what? I'm the... Royal heir. Royal heir. It's not up to you to acknowledge my son. It's up to my son to acknowledge you. Yeah. Did you understand what I don't know if that's true or not in terms of, um, I don't know if the mom has to appoint Louis to the throne, if she has any say in that, or if Louis by birth has the throne and she can't do crap about it and his kid will have that too. Yeah, I was very confused about that. I don't know how royal families work, because I know you guys all think that I am a princess, but not actually. Uh, Jess, do you, do you know if if we the prince no has to be appointed? No, I, I believe he needs to, he does need to be appointed, but he gets first Dibs. up because he's the male. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's what Beatrice, uh, two episodes back, was upset about. Yeah, she's definitely jealous, and she feels like he... He's never wanted it, and whatever. She's all up for it, and now she might have the chance. And meanwhile, Louis is struggling with his own. I feel so bad for this guy. Yeah. (laughs) Poor Louis. Why? Because we all want Chuck instead? Because we all want Chuck. because he Because his family is like a manipulative bunch of women. Uh, Blair is just so wishy-washy with what she wants, and this guy like really wants... This love. Is Louis so like kind of a pansy? No, he's no. a nice guy. No. I think he's a nice guy. Okay. Yeah. I don't I wouldn't say pansy. I think he believes in something. And the he did stand up to his pansy, family. Yeah, but the only thing I would say pansy about is the whole when she called out about Chuck. That the mom called out about Chuck, that situation. He should have rather than saying I stand by her, he should have, you know explained something or just made a bigger deal of that although we don't know what he's doing with that letter yeah so let's talk about that for a second um you know one of my friends mentioned to me this week i saw that she was watching and i walked at the very end and the letter came out and she goes oh my god blair never opened the letter and i said what do you mean and they said well look the letter's still there and although they showed us the back of the envelope did we actually see Blair, I could have sworn we saw her open it. I don't think we saw her read any name. I don't think we saw her. Is it possible 
that she didn't. I mean, I guess so, but I feel like that wouldn't make. Because it didn't look open. Didn't look open, or Louie would have just opened it right there and looked at what the results were. Instead of calling. I don't know if that's fully said, so I'm not going to. I'm not sure. It's just I I wasn't thinking it was an option. Maybe. Maybe she didn't read the letter. Maybe the letter's closed. Maybe. Uh, Or maybe not. But So we know Louis finds it, and he calls Dr. Eliza Barnes. Seems to. And that was weird, because why on the earth would he have a therapist in New York City? And why? why did she know who he was before he said his name? And is that his therapist, or is she a doctor? Or is she, like, an investigator? Yes, I don't, I don't know. know. It was weird. It was weird. We're just going to have to wait. I think we should uh, cut to commercials, and we can come back for... Uh, do we do we have a um, special segment today with any, any fashion stuff? No, we're going to just cut okay. to news and gossip. The biggest new media platform on the web just got bigger. Smoother streaming, lightning, fast download. And get technical with me. After Buzz TV is making the jump to hyperspace. Join the fun at your number one source for after show entertainment. Look at the size of that thing. After Buzz TV. Oh, it very abruptly stops. Um, I, I was not ready for that. Okay, so we are going to kick it into news and gossip. After News. All right, so what is it like working with Gossip Girl cast? Uh, they're much younger than me. Oh, uh, this is to <laughs> Elizabeth Hurley. Sorry, uh, sorry. This uh, is an interview with Elizabeth Hurley, who plays Diana. All right, she said, they're much younger than me. It's a very fresh take on everything. Leighton and Blake... Leighton, Blake, and Kaylee, who plays Charlie, are just fabulous girls. And they're at the beginning of working out their looks and their styles, changing hair colors, different makeup, different clothes. It's exactly how it should be, because they're in their early 20s. Oh, reminiscing. She's a fashion icon and probably is actually maybe a little jealous, but... She looks just as good as these girls do, and she's she pulls all off the, all the yeah. clothes. Like yeah. she doesn't wear everything she wears is just like form fitted. Yeah, she's a showstopper for sure. They, they were uh, actually commenting on her outfits on the blog. They said uh, she has the same dress, just all different colors. Yeah, oh yeah, true. But I mean, at least she can rock it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Tell me about it, yeah. So, Gossip Girl Chase Cro- star Chase Crawford is set to become an uncle. His newlywed sister, Candace, is expecting a baby with Jessica Simpson's ex-boyfriend, Tony Romo. What a pretty family. Yeah. Can you imagine their parties? Um, Just all of them. You know, the sports, the actors, the beauty queens. Kind of makes me sick. I feel like that's when everyone's just like, oh, gosh, I know Sarah would have an outfit for that party. Uh, nobody else knows what you're talking about right now. Sarah's obsessed with designing that. outfits and picking things out and doing and going whatever. to parties. Sarah, show your little sheet of paper. I don't no, know if anybody bad. can see. She's she do. I have notes on the show. Sarah has doodles of outfits she wants to wear for our costume parties and, <laughs> and holiday parties. That inspires me. Uh, look at that. See, that TV is inspiring. Wow. So, Elizabeth Olsen was lucky enough to lock lips with Chase Crawford in the upcoming dramedy Peace, Love, and Misunderstanding. And according to the 22-year-old actress, he's quite the kisser. He likes... I bet. He's like the master of it with the Gossip Girl. He's like the master of it with Gossip Girl. They, 
I'm sorry. Probably because they've kissed so many people. Yeah, and that's, what, Girl. that's what it's saying. Yeah. He's a master with Gossip Girl. They they make out with each other all the time. <laughs> yeah. Also, recently told E News, I felt like I was in good hands because I didn't I didn't know what the rules are when you kiss someone. The newcomer added, "You don't. Well, I think it's a good rule that you don't use tongue." <laughs> like a true gentleman, Crawford, age 26, didn't take their on-screen kiss to the next level. Chase is a good guy. Olsen explained he's very Southern. I think the reason I, like, that was kind of hard to read was because she kind of speaks a little weird. Yeah, she, like, she's like, well, uh, um... Very choppy sentences. Yeah. Maybe she felt very, like, uncomfortable. Nervous. Yeah, Because she probably wanted some tongue. She kind of went on you, about it. Don't people, most people know, like, for the most part, you don't use tongue in TV or film? That would that be, that would Unless be, you're, like, say you want to. Can you imagine how awkward that would be if, like, you were, like, doing an on-screen kiss and somebody just... That happened to my friend on stage. stage awkward. Awkward. Mm-hmm. And he looks like a good kisser, though. I mean, okay. like, unless it calls in the... You know, unless, unless it's a close like, up, unless it's a little, like a pre-arrangement like, between like the actors, I feel like you just don't go there. I don't know. There's ways to make it look like you are. Yeah. So she has already been spotted leaving his Boston apartment twice. Oh, Blake Lively. And in as many days, well, in as many days, and it seems that Blake Lively is becoming pretty inseparable from her new love, Ryan Reynolds, after she was sighted peering out of his trailer yesterday. The 24-year-old Gossip Girl star also gifted the actor with her multi-poo dog wrapped in an array of colorful balloons. I can't keep up with her boyfriends and who she's dating, and I feel like she kind of cycles through boys and goes back to them like somebody else I know. Awkward. Do you feel uh, that really? she, Like, I really? have no interest in her out of Gossip Girl. Yeah. I don't really either. I, uh, anyway, but one thing I thought was weird about this was it said that she gave him her dog. Yeah. You know, and a thing of Rose. Uh, Why do you okay. give someone your dog? Like, don't you get them their own dog? Or you buy right. a dog together? You don't, like, give them your dog already. <laughs> like, Wait, so she's weird. dating Ryan Reynolds, was dating Chase Crawford. Wasn't she dating Ryan Gosling? No, she was dating Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. She's dating Dan. Oh, yeah, she was dating, dating Penn Badgley. She dates a lot of people on the show. Uh, she yeah, dates a lot. She's that confused in her real life. Yeah, I, I, it's a weird thing. I don't know. I don't know. I'm she's confused. Best of wishes. To she her. must be confused because I'm confused in not living that life. <laughs> Who knows? All right. Well, that's your news and gossip for the week of October twenty fifth, two thousand eleven. I got Thank you, it Jesse. all out. Okay. Ooh. And now. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Uh, okay, so as far as what we are given in scenes from next week, all we really see is that Blair is holding a bridesmaids competition for who is going to be the best bridesmaid. I'm so excited for next It looks freaking hilarious. <laughs> and also really weird. And I love weird. the Minions storyline yeah. with her. The Minions are great. <laughs> I never actually thought she'd put the Minions in her wedding. But kind of they like... Should be there, that's but they're Blair never is. there. But that's who Blair is. That's the, the the Blair we know and love. I mean, I guess <laughs> I don't know. And I, I thought it was just gonna be like Serena and Beatrice. I uh, I don't. But think, I guess Beatrice wouldn't be in it anymore because of the family collision going. I on. I bet she will end up being in it if there is it. If we make it that far, yeah. 
Hopefully we won't. Um, <laughs> what's going to happen with this letter? Um, and the finding of the letter? I, I, I have no idea. Know. Yeah, I have no idea where to go. Okay, this you guys can't answer, though. Clear-cut answer. Whose kid is it? Is it Chuck's kid or is it Prince Louis? Louis. <laughs> is that a I don't know or I don't want to say? I'm going to say Chuck. I'm going to say Chuck, too. All right. I'm going to say Chuck. Well, Just to spice up the story. Maybe we should play some bets. <laughs> All right, Sarah. Sarah's like, I need to get me a new outfit. <laughs> I bet. Oh, this could be fun. I think it could be. I bet. We'll think of it. Yeah, next we'll week we'll have, come yeah. back. We'll unless unless we find out next week because things seem to be happening very fast sometimes. Well, here. we'll come up with the bet in four we'll minutes. Yeah. All right. Uh, and any anything going to happen with Dan's book and giving it to Serena? I think the movie thing is going to be put kind of on hold a little bit. Yeah. Serena's boss is a bitch. Yep. Oh, do you think anything's going to happen with Serena and Dan Love Life? Um, yeah. Yes. I mean, eventually. I don't know, next week or not. Uh, they, I, I think, think they're going to try and spice If Serena again. ever at any point in time, if Serena at any point in time in every single season of Gossip Girl, doesn't matter when, doesn't matter what, turns to Dan and says, I want to be yours, he would drop whatever he's doing for her. So, yeah, I think it'll but happen. But it would be again. a nice change for him not to. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. I don't either. But now with his success and kind maybe of maybe he's got person. women. Yeah. Maybe people will be throwing themselves at him. What? Because uh, I, I I don't I don't recall anything. What's going on with Charlie's boyfriend in California? Max. The last thing we heard from him was um, when uh, when Diana had Charlie Ivy's phone. Max sent a text message back after Charlie said, "I made a mistake. I'm coming to meet you in Portland." Um, and then Charlie didn't have her phone anymore. Diana looked at it, and the text said, Ivy, I got your voice message. Call me back, Max. And that was the last we've heard from him. Makes no sense. So That's so unrealistic. Yeah. And now she has her phone back, so we definitely would know something. Yeah. Uh, I think that's about it on our predictions, um, and that we could wrap up the show. Except Chuck and the therapist. Will they end up being together? Ever? No. Will no. she end up helping no. him? Yes. Yep. Yes, so help. No to the together. <laughs> and Chuck- I don't think he was talking about her. Wait, are Chuck and Blair going to end up together, more importantly? Are we going to say this? Are we going to predict this This is what it ends with every week. Every I, week. I need yes. Yes, I think yes. so. Yes. Okay, and we can wrap the show. Thank you, everybody. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz you later. XOXO. AfterBuzz. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.